Hi, I'm Sean Hessinger, and this is Small Biz in 15, the show where we bring you small business success in 15 minutes or less. Please like and subscribe if you enjoy the show. Well, many entrepreneurs dream of reaching millions with their product or service, but what if your customer base is only a few thousand? Patrick Palmer runs his small business, The Computer Guy, in a town with less than 5,000 people. Here he is to tell us more about running a business in a small town. Well, Patrick, just to get started, we're going to talk about uh, small town businesses. Um, and I know that's uh, something that you're very experienced with being a, a small town business owner yourself. Um, what, what would you say is the main difference between starting uh, a, a business in a small town and, and starting one elsewhere, say in a larger urban area? Well, probably the main advantage for me in, in a small town is I've lived here for you know 57 years or out of my 57 years, I think I've lived here 54 years. And that, you know, is, uh, you can't buy trust. And so uh, the some of the same people that saw me walk across the graduation stage or um, knew me when I was in Boy Scouts or um, knew me back way back when I was in the radio in our town, um, those people know me, those people trust me. It's, it's like, um, Many, many people say, you know, Patrick, the, the door is open. Just go in and fix the computer and leave me the bill. I mean, that's that small town at its finest. We have a town, um, uh, my, my main town, uh, Hampton, is about 4,200 people. So um, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Now, I've, I've used that small town niche to <clears throat> do other, other projects in other towns. Um, I kind of use the, the radio station thing where <clears throat> if they could hear me in an area, that's where I could serve. I basically do a um, free pickup and delivery 45 miles from Hampton. And so um, that's how I got into you know, Mason City and, and Webster City. And, and I was in Waverly for a while. I was a member of uh, four different chambers of commerce for a while. And uh, that did that did help too to a point, uh, but you have to be active as well and volunteer and and be present. You just can't say, okay, I'm a member, and that's all there is to it. So um, being active in our town, I'm on the city council here in our town, which probably has cost me a little bit of business because there are people don't you know um, they get a warning letter for their their grass being too long, they think I sent it out. But anyway, um, that. It, it does have its, um, you know, pros and cons, but by and large, I would not want to go to a big town and start a computer repair place uh, with with the, the values and the morals and the and the whatnot that I have. I think it'd be very tough. What do you think the greatest challenge you you face uh, when when you, when you start a, a business in a small a small town might be? Uh, let's say that you're let's say maybe that you didn't grow up there or, or, or even if you did, what, what would you think the the biggest challenge is when you, when you start a small business in a small town as a large, as opposed to a larger market? Right. Um, what I've done when I've gone to a smaller town is I've just claimed to be the expert. I am the expert here. I plant my flag in the ground and I'm the expert until someone says you're not. And so I tend to find the pain points of the current computer repair person, oh, so they didn't do that. Oh, they didn't know how to do that. And oh, they lost all your data. Oh, you know, 
finding those pain points so you build the trust with them and then uh, word spreads. You know, the, one of the main reasons why I'm not in the Webster State Chamber anymore, um, and I was <clears throat> I was also part of a work group over there, a work uh, workspace, was that I just built my business uh, big enough I didn't need them. Um, and, and a couple other factors with Webster State goes into it. That's not the whole thing. But anyway, um, uh, I, I didn't need them. I was already promoting myself more than they were promoting me. And there were no other computer repair techs that had brick and mortar stores. And if they were, I could still do it cheaper because I didn't have to pay rent. Um, so um, I come to town and <clears throat> have a set schedule on Fridays. I, I went there and I have a set schedules. I go here and there and people just know, oh, it's Monday or Wednesday. It's, it's past day in Mason City, Iowa. Maybe even if you don't come from there, maybe if you relocate from a larger place and you say, you know, I, I like small town living, but, you know, is there, a, you know, I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur, am I really going to be able to make it in a small town with a smaller market? What, what do you think the advantages are? You know, depending on what the business is, uh, I think I think you could. I know in the year 2020 in our town, I'm on the city council too, so I kind of have, you know, access to this too. Um, in 2020, when everything was doom and gloom with, with COVID, we had 20 new businesses start up in our town. <clears throat> and so uh, for a town of 4,000, that's pretty big. Not only we had a new funeral home, a new grocery store. I mean, those are two big ticket items. Um, new hairstylist downtown, a couple new businesses downtown, lots of home-based businesses all around. And so I think that uh, it was a, a good chance uh, for people to offer services in a pandemic that really could, were niche filled, uh, that, that could work. When you're trying to research what kind of business you might want to start in, in a small town, uh, how, how do you go about it? What would your advice be for somebody starting out? Well, I would definitely go to the chamber and, and find out what's needed in the town and say, I can do skill set A, B, and C. Uh, is there a demand in this town? Um, Maybe talk to the mayor or some people on the city council, some people at city hall, and find out if there's a demand. Um, walk up and down Main Street, <clears throat> pop into a few businesses, just introduce yourself, stick your hand out. Um, that's how I did it. Of course, I'm a people person. And so um, I, I've never met a stranger. Heck, I, I, I don't, I've never met you. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I, that's kind of my style. And uh, Another person you'll probably talk to, maybe Deb Brown, <clears throat> she's the same way. Um, she's never met a stranger. Uh, she's walked in the room and, and uh, <clears throat> has met everybody in the room and knows their name. Heck, I can't remember names. Uh, but anyway, I know faces and and I can always uh, relate to somebody. So um, that's, I guess, uh, being in radio. Uh, and you said earlier before we went on that you were in too. You know, you can read people. And so... Um, you, you just know it, it's just an instinct. I think that you could read people and and see what their pain points are, and if you have that skill set, um, you could deliver. I, I'm 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 <clears throat> debating on uh, starting another uh, subdivision within my business on helping people um, with you know they they get their cell phone bill. Or they get, you know, their insurance bill from Progressive, or they get, you know, their their credit card bill. 
<clears throat> maybe they see that extra $10 a month charge in there. And they really don't know what it's for, but they do. They don't want to hassle with it. You don't call in and press one and press eight and press seven. Um, and then you get some person on the phone they can barely understand. They just say to hell with it. You know, um, I'm looking at starting a business that would help people, mostly elderly, because I work well with older folks, um, that would help them solve the mysteries of their bills. And some of this is technology driven. <clears throat> and some of it's just sitting down and helping people. What kinds of marketing considerations differ, uh, um, do you think, in, in, in small towns? And then also uh, of financing. You mentioned about not having overhead, but I imagine overhead is a big deal, too, if you have to have a, 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 a business on, on Main Street when you're just starting up. Uh, what, um, what advice could you give people in, in those areas? Right. I had a business downtown <clears throat> for about three or four years and and hired an employee <clears throat> and um what they don't tell you is how much that employee will cost uh it, it's more than just the hourly rate and i guess i wasn't as informed about that as i should have been um because you have to pay the the, the, the taxes the matching and the, uh, all the other stuff that goes with it so you're going to give your guy <clears throat> your person a a dollar an hour raise well that's going to cost you more than a dollar an hour uh to do that. So anyway, I learned a few lessons there. Um, I always said if he and I were in the same room, I wasn't making any money because I was the tech that went out and did all the outside work in the home and the business. Uh, and he was the one that stayed in the shop and did all the work in the shop. So I always said, if, uh, if we're both in this building at the same time, I'm not making any money. And so finally this is enough. And, uh, so I went back to my home-based business. <clears throat> I make less, but I keep more. And that's kind of what it's all about too. So uh, as far as marketing goes, I did a lot of that when I was trying to compete with uh, some folks in other towns uh, getting started. I would do, uh, I used to have a van uh, that had my name on it and all lettered up. And so um, I'd go, every town around here has a celebration, a town celebration. <clears throat> and uh, so I had, uh, I don't have any in my, don't have any here, but anyway, um, I made up, I had Frisbees and I'd throw Frisbees out and they're just like business cards. You know, my name on them, my logo, my website, whatever. And so anyway, I would throw Frisbees out and, uh, you know, if I was in their town, um, that meant I was going to come back and service their town. I had a lot of people, you come to, you know, I was in one town called Wellsburg. <clears throat> which is probably 35 miles from me. And threw a Frisbee out and says, do you come to Wellsburg? Well, that's why I'm here throwing Frisbees out. You know? So, but then, then the parades, you know, I was doing 15 parades a year. And then one day I noticed when I drove through a parade, everybody was staring at their cell phone and not watching the parade. I hit three old ladies in the head with Frisbees. And cause they weren't looking. And, <clears throat> Kids were just being idiots over it. And um, I remember I had, I remember I was in Clarion, <clears throat> driving down the road real slow, prayed speed, you know. <clears throat> and um, I had my four-way flashers going. And evidently I had a light bulb burn out in one of the four-way flashers. So I was driving down the road and waving at people. One old guy says, your flasher's out. I thought, you know, 
what was the takeaway from that? Was the takeaway, I need your computer service? Or was the takeaway, your flasher's out? So after a while, I got to thinking, you know, um, I've been in enough parades. I'm, I'm done with those. I ran out of Frisbees and I didn't want to order anymore. And so <clears throat> um, I'm out of the parade and the van doesn't work anymore anyway. And um, I hit a deer with the other vehicle that had my logo all over it. So I thought, hell with it. So, but as far as marketing goes anymore, I don't spend any money on it. Uh, people around here know me. My word of mouth is good. <clears throat> I'm on Facebook with my page. I offer I offer tips. I do the 80-20 rule on, on advertising. Uh, I 20% sell. I 80% provide information. Um, if any of that information helps anybody, then they call me. Can you list some of those, uh, maybe some of the most creative examples of small business, uh, small town businesses that you've seen where somebody found a niche and really delivered? Um. I, I think the small town handyman carpenter is probably the, the biggest business and most viable business out there right now. You've got contractors who can do everything, but hey, I just need a faucet fixer. I just need a, you know, a, a, I had a leaky roof or a leak, you know, something leaked. And it's like, I just need this repatch with drywall stuff. And, and uh, I just need something repainted. You know, nothing that's going to break the bank. I'm not having a, you know, the whole house remodeled, but just handyman stuff. If there was just, uh, those guys are busy all the time. And if you get a quality person, trustworthy, um, that shows up when they say they're going to show up, which is a big deal. Um, I think those people could just really go to the bank on that. And now it's time for our small biz tip in 15 seconds or less. Remember, you don't need millions of customers to build a successful business. A small but loyal community will do once you've earned their trust. Thanks again to Patrick Palmer. And please like and subscribe if you enjoy the show. And please leave a comment and let us know what kind of topics you'd like to see on future programs. For more small business news and tips, join us at smallbiztrends.com.